Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Riding the Storm Out. Back with me for this week is my good friend and co-pastor here at Fairview Baptist, Dan Fisher. My name is Paul Blair. We work together here at Fairview Baptist Church, leading this congregation, probably leading them astray, but we also (laughs) weekly into the ditch. We try to give you all a biblical perspective of current cultural issues. You know, Dan, last time we were talking about the elections that were recently held and the great victory uh, in the state of Virginia and how optimistic we were that Virginia and other states will follow the lead of Florida yeah. and being a, a thumb in the eye of yeah. a tyrannical federal government. And of so. course, we talked about that that was the big question back in 1787 as they yeah. were trying to create, create a, a perfect balance, which mm-hmm. they obviously failed. Yeah. Uh, right. They wanted to create a perfect balance of an effective uh, general government but without giving it the possibility of becoming tyrannical, well, now we basically have an, a federal government where on day one of a new presidency, the new president sits down with a stack of executive orders and signs yeah. order after order. And that was never That's what executive orders were intended to we, be. Exactly. Yeah. So the threat was what happens whenever power gets concentrated. Yeah. And that's the question. Yeah. Well, you know, we live, Paul, and I know you know this, and, and our listeners probably get it too. We live in a fallen world. Now, we have a biblical perspective on that. Adam sinned. He disobeyed God. He injected something called entropy, scientists mm-hmm. call it. We call it sin, the sin principle into the world. And so now fallen man tends to want to consolidate power. Uh, there, there are people that just, power always wants to consolidate. Our, our friend Bill Federer illustrates it like an open hand Mm -hmm. that's decentralized power but over time because of the fallenness of man Mm -hmm. evil men want to centralize that power and i think it's a consent a continual struggle i think that's why jefferson made the statement that from time to time the tree of liberty has to be watered with the blood of patriots and you won't take him literal and, and think that he was saying that you have to have a war all the time. I, I don't know that that's what he meant, but I do know that he meant there's a, there, there's a continual struggle in mm-hmm. this fallen world to keep bad guys from consolidating all this power. That's well, the struggle. Power is always a problem when it's in someone else's hands, but when it's in my hands, well, you can course, trust me. Well, of course, yeah, you're so benevolent, we can, right? Yeah, well, that's the, way it, sure. that's the way man always looks at it. No, of course. It's, you know, it's always When it was King it George, well, that's a problem. Yeah. But now that we're in control, you know, Alexander Hamilton, you can trust me with the power. No, right. I'll take good care of it. But unfortunately today, mm-hmm. we have some really uber-wicked men. Yes. I mean, you, you've got guys like Bill Gates who believes that yeah. 7 billion people yeah. need to die. Yeah. Well, that's pretty wicked. Yeah. I mean, he that even puts uh, Adolf Hitler in the shade. Right. So, you know, those guys get the strings of power. What in the world could they do if they weren't checked? So the constant struggle has always been, uh, can you keep power from being consolidated? And I think we in America have allowed, and I said this the last time, uh, you know, I'm a patriotic guy, Mm -hmm. and and I love at least what America is supposed to be. Right. Uh, the America maybe I grew up in. Uh, but uh, our love of America, I think, has blinded us to allow, to sit by and watch as nefarious people like Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. or even even uh, Mitch McConnell. I mean, that guy mm-hmm. is not a conservative. We know that. Uh, we, we sit by and we watch it, and we don't want to say anything about it because we think if we do, we look unpatriotic. And our patriotism... I think helps us to bury ourselves. Well, you know, one of the things we've forgotten, and quite frankly, I think all of this is intentional. 
know, when we oh, had parents in control of education, yeah. we taught one thing. Right. But as, you know, beginning with LBJ in the mid-60s, with what was called the Elementary and Secondary Education Act, you mm -hmm. began having Washington, D.C. control local public education. Yeah. And again, it was always supposed to be locally controlled. That's why you have a school board right. of parents elected by the parents, supposedly representing uh -huh. the parents to oversee mm -hmm. the education of their kids. But beginning in, in, I think it was 1965, you had the Elementary Secondary Education Act, and you've got the federal government controlling what's yep. being taught. Yep. And now we are being taught, and we just accept the fact that we elect an imperial president, he rules over us, and sure. we have an imperial court that right. rules over us, right. when that wasn't what it was oh, goodness, at all. No. In fact, one area that I think is purposely being forgotten is the role of states. You know, even I to agree. some degree, they talk about the the co-equal branches of federal government. And there's yeah. supposed to be some yeah. tension between there, sure. which obviously, I don't know how well, that's working. Those walls are it. gone now. But yeah. there was also supposed to be a tension between the federal government and each state. And the states, that's and exactly right. Madison himself, as late as 1801, very clearly said in a presentation of the Virginia legislature, the House of Burgesses back there, that the ultimate decider over what's constitutional or not was the that state. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So if Washington does something that's way out of bounds, we don't need a constitutional convention. We don't need a convention of states. We don't need to appeal to the Supreme Court. No. That state, that governor yes. of that particular state is yes. supposed to interpose and arrest the evil yep. that's being poured out that from Washington. That is exactly right. But we now are taught, well, you were in the legislature. What did they, they teach you in the legislature? Oh, yeah, it's then? always Washington, Washington. What's D.C. going to think? And, you know, one of the things that, I, that our, our listeners may not know the original design for the U.S. Senate, now we're talking about the mm -hmm, Senate in D.C., right. mm -hmm. was to guard state sovereignty. Mm -hmm. Those two senators, every state got an equal number, two, were actually appointed by the state legislatures. Right. I mean, a lot of people don't even realize this. The 17th Amendment changed all of Not that. Not a direct election. Of the no, people. right. Mm -hmm. so, so the legislature would send these guys to D.C. to watch over their particular state's best interests. Mm -hmm. And if they didn't do it right... They could call them back and, you know, give them a right. rebuke and send them back. And if they didn't get it right, they'd just replace them. But today, because of the 17th Amendment, uh, senators are elected by popular vote. So now they're the same as a representative. So you got two houses of representatives. you got the House of Lords and the House of Commons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we've really gutted the way the, our original was government was designed to work. And even there, the Constitution delegated few, supposedly defined. few, and defined powers to the yeah. federal government and then the federal government you had one branch that was allowed to create law yeah. only in the areas that were defined right and then you had one house representing the people yep and that's why you that's had why some the people's states, house. exactly exactly and you've got some states with more representatives than others because that's based more upon people. population yeah. but the senate was to represent the, the states state. every state doesn't matter whether you're Oklahoma with 4 million or Florida with 30 million Every state is a state and had an equal amount of representation. Right. Yeah. That was supposed to provide a good balance, but obviously that door has been blown open now. Oh, yeah, it's gone. Because of the creation of money from nothing with the central yeah. bank. Fiat currency and the whole thing. And bribing the states. Mm -hmm. We now have turned states into basically uh, divisions of the federal government that answer to the federal government yeah, rather right. than the other way around. That's right. And so that, I, and I, I, you know, people follow us and they, they, they know that we're big state sovereignty guys. The reason why I could celebrate what happened in Virginia mm -hmm. is that it was the people rising right. up saying, right. no, we don't want this and we're going to stop it. Now, do they get it to the next step? I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to come of that, but 
it's at least a positive thing that states are beginning to say no to Washington. And praise the Lord for Ron DeSantis. Oh my gosh, I, I just started to mention him. Ron DeSantis is demonstrating just how much power a state has and what yes. a good governor can do. And look at this, you had 320 million people across the United States all focused on the gubernatorial election in one state. Yeah. So I believe our message is starting to take root. I do too. And as we have too. a federal government that's doing more damage than good yeah. to we the people and yeah. to the states, yeah. we have people looking for answers and recognize that it's not going to come out of D.C. No. It's going to come in spite of D.C. So that being said, one of the things that also happened this week is this meeting in Glasgow, Scotland, the climate glad? summit. Aren't you glad? Don't you feel better? <laughs> Wasn't it great? Solve it. Did you see the pictures? And they're talking about climate change. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, please understand, if you go back and do the research, and we will be pointing you to this. Matter of fact, I'm going to share this with you right now. Go to the website, www.declarationforliberty.com. You will have some great videos there, as well as a, an action item that we would invite you to read and participate with. But understand that the, the virus pandemic that we've just endured. Wasn't a surprise. There have been people from the Rockefeller Foundation, Johns Hopkins, uh, sure. Gates Foundation, they have been planning what to do it. and predicting. Yeah. Like one month before the very first case was reported in China, Voila. they had a meeting, look up Event 201 on your website, Event 201, they had a meeting at the Pierre Hotel in New York, and they lit, those three groups hosted it, they yeah. literally discussed how will we respond if there was to be a bats to human SARS coronavirus? Well, Lo and behold, 30 days later. Weren't they good guessers? That, what a wonderful, just threw a dart at the dartboard and hit the bullseye. Ouija board. What was <laughs> now, that little ball? Uh, yeah, Super 8 Magic 8 ball. There you <laughs> go. Now, here's the thing. I believe that this thing, that I think they were overwhelmed by how successful they were with this card. <laughs> I, I think, Isn't I don't think sad? they, I don't think they anticipated being nearly as, but I can't believe how quickly people in America would hand over liberty for the sake of, oh, of, of feigned loss of life. It's unbelievable. And, and again, mass, we've known mass don't sure, stop viruses no. forever until yeah. this year. But anyway, but the thing that has been number one on their agenda and they have been working on unsuccessfully has been the climate, the yeah. climate, the climate, climate. climate but we climate, haven't climate. bought it. Well, now, now that um, President Trump is out of office and they're going to try to push the uh, Paris climate, climate Accord back in, which, by the way, does nothing, and the U.N. even admits well, it, it does Well, it only clamps down on us. Yeah, it, it, yeah. We're the only us. ones who abide by it, and we pay for it. Most of the nations came and yeah. signed on have no obligations. No, like China. Just, yeah, we'll, well, China didn't even do they're, no. just, they're not going to do anything. I understand. In fact, China and Russia didn't even show up this week. No, they, then they belch out more smoke than anybody. <laughs> and did you love the picture? This important meeting that all the presidents of these different countries and prime ministers flew in on their private jets. Yeah, there's 401 of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you see the pictures of like Boris Johnson uh, and, and, and uh, Vice President Biden sound asleep in their chairs while the conference is going on? Well, that probably keeps Biden from screwing up. <laughs> I hope he sleeps yeah, a lot more. We should sleep about 23 <laughs> hours a day. I wish he would. But the idea of climate change. Dan, one, one thing I think is, that's real simple to look at is you just look at history. You know, and you and I have talked before. You know, the Bible says that climate is always going to... We know that climate fluctuates. It always well, fluctuates. of course. It says that after Noah got out of the ark. That Where did glaciers gonna, come from? There's still some glaciers. Exactly. So, the first ice age. Yeah, and you're talking course. about Valley Forge. What was, the, what was Valley Forge in the middle of? Yeah, it was right, the, the Little Ice Age. The Little Ice Age. Yeah. Well, I don't remember George Washington driving around an SUV or flying in on his private plane. Well, but lots of cattle and horses. <laughs> That's right, the methane. Flatulence. 
You understand? And those soldiers ate a lot of beans. Maybe. You just never know. Well, history records the the Roman warming period of course. followed by a, a cooling period. Oh, and by the way, I, I interrupted you. I That's apologize. Okay. During these warming periods, yeah. people flourish. flourish. Exactly. They do better. What does? Where would you rather try to survive? Um, perhaps in. Oh, I don't know, Texas or Florida or California or or, 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 or in Alaska. Where do you yeah. want to plant a crop to hopefully sustain yourself? Well, cold kills. We saw that last year when we had that cold snap uh -huh. over in yeah, Oklahoma, Texas. Oklahoma, yeah. You know, people thrive. People survive. Sure. And by the way, what do you, we talk about CO2, and they now call CO2 as a pollutant. What? what do they add in? Oh yeah, did they ask the plants day. what they think of it? <laughs> <laughs> and I what, think do you, vote for it. what do they add in greenhouses where things grow CO2. like trees? Mm -hmm. I've heard it called by those that know it's called plant food. That's exactly right, and not a pollutant. Yeah, but they are wanting to restrict. Well, this. it's also moron food. Yeah, that's I'm right. thinking. <laughs> but history, you know, that, in fact, there's been articles recently. Uh, as the glaciers have, because we are in a, as a small warming. Well, we are. There's just, no question you know, about coming it. Coming out of the global. The, but the it's little mini. Ice. It's yeah, a exactly. mini warming kind of. It was warming. warmer in the medieval warming period and in the Roman than warming it is period now. than it is right now. Exactly. Yeah. But they have discovered that there's evidence of the Vikings farming in Greenland. Right. They are finding evidence of forests in western Canada. And by the way, Greenland is not named Greenland because it's right. Hawaii. <laughs> it was an, yeah. They named it that so people would go Mislead people, right. exactly. It's icy yeah, in Greenland. Exactly. Yeah, just Iceland and Greenland were reversed. The opposite. Like Federalists and the Anti-Federalists. There you go. They've discovered the remnants of forests in western Canada, in Alaska, because they understand... So what are you trying to say? Well, that it always warms and cools oh. and warms oh. and cools thousands of years in fact with the original ice age thousands of years before there was an SUV or an airplane yeah. so basically what we've discovered is that there's something that really makes a difference on the temperature of planet earth something that's really hot yeah and big orange huge. giant ball does it have like big flares and yep. prominences that yep. come out yep. sometimes and it sits right in the middle of and we're the third rock from the Sun, I think oh, that big orange thing. You think that that might it have an some effect. bearing on Actually, the temperature? With 70% of the Earth being ocean, it has an effect on the CO2 production. Amazingly, no. I know we'd never think of that. I know a scientist would never think of that. No. But then again, if that was actually the solution, then we couldn't have carbon taxes. And by the way, every human being emits CO2. Yeah. So if it's now a pollutant, we've got to control got it. Got to get rid of people. Then we've got to control, yeah, exactly, control and minimize people and control their behavior. And scare them. And scare them more than anything scare else. Scare them. Well, that yeah. works. Make them fearful. Notice yeah. what's happened well, here the this COVID year. Thing. Exactly. It's the fear thing. We scare people. We'll get them to slap on a mask, even though mm -hmm. it doesn't do any good, yeah. and stay inside their house, even though that doesn't do any good. Sure. i got to share this one. This was really frustrating to me. And this is a little bit, it's kind of on topic, but when does topic ever yeah. kept us? Never. We've never abided never. by the rules. My wife noticed a, a Facebook post from a, a, somebody I would consider in a circle of, of friends. They're not a close friend, but somebody I would consider a conservative and attends a pretty good church and, you know, somebody that might attend one of our reclaiming conferences that's more uh -huh. on our, And she was lamenting that her husband had now has been diagnosed with COVID. And uh, he is apparently suffering a little bit. And, and you know, we certainly grieve that. We don't well, want to see anybody. But she started out with her post. She said... We followed all the rules. We've had two vaccines. We're about to get our booster. 
we wore our masks, we stayed home, we've washed our hands and done all the everything yeah. we're supposed to do, and my husband still got COVID. Well, logically, I would conclude that that shows that the vaccines the, don't and work. And all these other measures don't, don't work, work. Yeah. Do you know what this precious, I would not use her name, but this precious young lady mm -hmm. literally came out and said, why don't you people that are unvaccinated go get your vaccines? Why are you endangering? Now, if you've been vaccinated, then you're safe. Well, how you can would me? Think yeah, you are. exactly. Well, supposedly, yeah. how could me being vaccinated or not affect you? It can't. No, it'd be like I'm wearing a bulletproof vest, <laughs> <laughs> and I get shot, and I blame you because you weren't if wearing. I'm a not wearing what endangers your life. That's exactly right. Exactly. I mean, it's, just, it's it's like the lady that asked me, "Where's my mask?" in that post office, and I wanted to say, "Where's your makeup?" But I didn't do that. I, I didn't. I didn't do that. But I did ask her because she kept talking to somebody else about me, mm -hmm. and so finally I said, "Lady, if your mask is as safe as you think it is." You're okay. You're okay. That's I'm right. the guy that's making myself vulnerable. You're the one that's vulnerable. putting your life online. Exactly. Yeah. So the whole climate uh, change thing is true. Scientifically, climate's climate been changing. Climate always been, yep. Warmer, drier, it, warmer, it's, cooler. It's cyclical. Yep. It has to do, uh, amazingly, with the cycles of the sun. Mm -hmm. So that, that much we know scientifically, but it's the control factor. Exactly. And, and it's the same with covid and I think they learned a lot with COVID. And I think they're learning a lot with this climate thing. And by the way, those guys, many of them, who are always talking about how the ocean's going to flood all the beaches. Yeah. They all own very expensive property. <laughs> On the beach. Yeah. And they don't have any of them for sale. <laughs> right. In fact, some of them are buying more. Now, if I thought... <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Now, this is going to be an easy softball question, but we've okay. got to wrap up because we're out of time. So if we've got people that are in office, and I'm not going to say elected office, but I'm going to say people in office yes. that are representing the United States of America, uh -huh. functioning inside the beltway, trying to rule over the people, and they've used COVID successfully to try to strike fear in the hearts of people, and we know by their own mouths that they are going to use climate as the next sure. existential threat. Sure. Well, if Washington is actually a part of the problem, then how can we, the people, defend ourselves politically in the current environment? I believe the answer is get your state to stand up and say no. Uh, it's just like what Alan West did today at an airport. It was either today or yesterday. Mm -hmm. A guy started screaming and yelling at him saying, where's your mask? And Alan West walked up to the guy and pulled his mask down and said, see, <laughs> it didn't make a bit of difference, did it? And the guy doubled up his fist, and Alan just walked away. Did he really? Yeah, and, and Alan West then said on his post, he said, Congress has never passed a law mm -hmm. that it's illegal not to wear a mask. Right. These people just think that because somebody has said, like a Fauci yep. or a Biden or whoever, that it's a law. It is not a law. And so states and people just need to start bowing up and saying, look, you cannot tell us how to live. In Article 1, Section 8, even, even with Congress having the power to make law, they don't have the power to legislate law in that particular no, arena because it was never given. No, that is exactly. So f for me, the answer is for the states to begin yep. to stand up. Now, I know some yep. are not. Yep. And you and I always yep. talk about the 20 to 26 or 7 states mm -hmm. where you could still save a republic. We right. actually want a republic. Right. We like the Declaration of Independence. And that's a perfect segue to introduce people again. To remind, go visit our website, Declaration yeah. for Liberty, declarationforliberty.com. 
Virginia was very encouraging. New Jersey was surprisingly close. Yeah. But that's the answer. Just as we've seen with Ron States. DeSantis, States. as we see with, with uh, uh, Alan West on the run for, for Texas, well, yeah. wouldn't that be great? Oh, he is wow. a warrior. But yeah. we have strong governors and strong states. That is the recipe to what ails us. It is we the people of the United States of yeah. America. So yeah. states are the answer. Buddy, it's so good to have you back good in to be town. Back. It's good to uh, we. I honestly missed you. You were Ooh. just gone too long. I mean, two oh, weeks. Oh, my heart it, cannot it, take it, the shot. Things just ran so remarkably smooth around oh, here. It was just, now there you go. <laughs> See, I thought there was a compliment coming my way. Well, yeah. folks, it's good to have you joining us for another session of Riding the Storm Out. Uh, again, providing a, a biblical perspective, a politically incorrect but biblically correct mm. perspective from a couple of soon-to-be-out-of-work pastors yeah, exactly on current right. cultural issues. So thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week.